This week, I just want to start off. Um, one of our latest and greatest philosophers said this, and it relates, it applies. And any ladies listening today, never forget this. <clears throat> and the saying goes, get that head, get that bread, then leave. Thank you. And she had to repeat it, <laughs> like, just so y'all got it. Oh, yeah. That's so rich. Yeah. Mm. The doors of the church are open, ladies, yeah. if you can't tell Let's here today. Pass around a collection plate. Oh, man, I yeah. feel so welcomed into this space today, Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for that, for, for the reading of the word. Would yeah. you tell our listener homegirls what we watched this week? Because that certainly relates to it. Yeah, most definitely. This week, we tuned into Maya and Her Lover, released 2021, currently available to stream on All Black. It's written and directed by Nicole Sylvester, and starring Ashanti Jayaria, Shamari Love, Al Thompson, and Faven Vashazion. All right, let's start the show. The new Chitlin Circuit. Welcome back to the New Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we watch a Black independent movie. Why? Because we love them. Mm, Y'all know how we like to do here. If you're new, welcome. But for all our returning listener homegirls, it's our 60 second challenge. I'm trailing Oprah this week. Where Alexis will explain the plot of the film we're reviewing in 60 seconds or less. This week's challenge brought to you by Chuck E. Cheese Pizza. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good. That one's kind of meta. I like that. Right? All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and start the clock. All right. So in New York City, there is a woman uh, named Maya who is 39 and she's young relatively, but she is decidedly just boring and (laughs) bored with Mm -hmm. life. And, you know, after having some lackluster trials in love, she meets this young man who, you know, excites things in the short term but causes her a lot of strife (laughs) and turmoil uh, in the midterm. But long term, she's looking to find a way to make this experience, uh, to get some growth uh, from this experience so that she can start a new chapter of her life. And I'll say it, get her groove back. Mm -hmm. That's Maya and her lover. Wow. 13 seconds left. Lucky 13. That was was a good synopsis. Did it. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Okay. Well, now that we know what went on in the movie, let's get on into our general thoughts on Maya and her lover. Before we get into our review, want to send a thank you and a shout out to filmmaker Numa Perrier, who had uh, much praise for our uh, review of Jezebel. She says, thank you, Sid and Lex, for giving me and Jezebel so much love. Your thoughts on the film mean so much to me. And yes, I'd love to come on the show. Hello. <laughs> so, shout out to you. Uh, and thank you, Miss Numa. Uh, and thank you all for supporting that episode, too. We're so glad we got to uh, sit down and talk about Jezebel uh, again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and a listener homegirl out there actually has something sweet to say on the TikTok streets as well. Lovey No Maxo says, love your podcast concept. Very different from the norm. Got to check it out. Hope you're enjoying it, Lovey. And thank you to all the rest of you guys. 
let's get back to the show. So, Sydney, what did you mm-hmm. think of Maya and her lover? This movie was quite the ride, honestly. Um, I can tell, or at least I think I can tell, that Nicole Sylvester, the filmmaker behind this, is clearly from like the school of Miss Terry McMillan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it has a Stella got her groove back theme, but also just I don't know the way I feel like Terry writes like middle-aged black women in all of her novels just it Mm -hmm. seems very telling in the writing of Maya's character in this movie um and it's one of those like I think Maya was so well fleshed out it's like one of those movies where I'm like I wanted to shake her personally like if I could have jumped through my tv screen and be like how Michael Kyle did Jay Jay my wife and kids like hey you're acting like a nut like (laughs) (laughs) I was in it that much watching this movie. So it's safe to say I enjoyed my watch of Maya and her lover. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on the premise and what occurred to Maya uh, throughout Mm -hmm. the course of the film. So I'm excited to get into it. Um, And I I enjoyed uh, Miss Sylvester's filmmaking in this as well. So now she has a new fan in me also. But uh, what did you think of Maya and her lover? Mm-hmm. Those are such good connections to bring in. <laughs> um, I I can say that I did enjoy the movie. I think these characters were the real strong point. They were mm-hmm. so authentic and full and like true. Yeah. You know, they felt like people. And that's, mm-hmm. I know it sounds really simple, but it's hard to do. Sometimes you're watching a movie and it feels like, okay, yeah, these are actors <laughs> like reading right. a script. <laughs> right. But this right. did not feel like that at all. This very much felt like damn, I feel like I'm looking at people, (laughs) like just Mm -hmm. watching people talk, you know? So that is a triumph in and of itself. I enjoyed the story and I I can't say, uh, I'm a poser because I have Terry McMillan like works on my shelf, but I've Mm -hmm. not read read any of them. So so I will be relying on you for that tie-in, but I have seen Waiting to Exhale. Yeah. Oh, what's that work? That's a uh, that's a worth a thousand points. If like if okay. Terry McMillan is ten k, you got a thousand points already. If you've seen Waiting to Exhale okay. at least one time, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you got okay, it. cool, I like, yeah. Because I felt that too, and I I'm always I'm very warmed when I see. Um, I, I hate saying it like this, but like older black women, uh, like characters, mm. because in truth. This woman is not old. <laughs> like no, she's, she's not barely middle aged. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into I, that, but yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I, another thing I guess I left out of my general thoughts, I kind of liked how this was also, in a sense, like a coming of age story mm-hmm. for like this old, I don't want to say older, but like, yeah, this older woman. Like we, we think of coming yeah. of age as like teenagers or like you've recently graduated college is usually the theme or like you're a young adult. Those are like the coming of age tropes yeah. that people usually stick to. But I think there are lots of things that like people continue to grow throughout life. And it was right. great to see um, Maya at the end of this film, achieve a lot of growth. So Yeah. And I think that yeah. that like coming of age around middle age is more interesting because I've not experienced it. So Right, <laughs> right. I don't know what to, like, what to expect. I don't know what to expect in these <laughs> yeah. like in the next decade or so. So it, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to talk about it. And I'm really excited just to talk about this character, Maya. And her lover. Yeah. And her lover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's walk through some of these scenes. Here on the new Chitlin Circuit, we like to start with the first scene of the movie. And this movie opens up right up close, intimate with Maya. She's laying in the bed. And to me, it looks like maybe she's about to wake up or, I don't know, go to sleep. But no, 
She is just no. ended in yeah. intimate evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny that we don't actually see the man until the doorbell rings and he's waiting outside because he left his phone. And yeah. she brings the phone to him and we see this very intentional distance <laughs> between the two of them. Yeah. It does not look very romantic. Uh, clearly it's sexual, but it's not very romantic or very intimate at all. So not at all. after giving him a funky ass kiss on the cheek, <laughs> she goes and <laughs> uh, finishes the job herself. <laughs> and herself. that's how we're introduced yeah. to Maya. <laughs> You know, what were you thinking Honestly, at the start of the movie? From there, I said, oh, we're we're in for a journey because <laughs> clearly yeah. Maya is obviously going through, has a lot of uh, romantic angst that she's going to have to work through in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, and I said, all right, let's let's well, let's let's meet her lover. Let's get into it because my girl is going yeah. through it already. Top top 30 seconds <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> right. And I think that's like. I think that's interesting because we're. I'm already. I found my theme for, uh-huh. for the review is you know bringing up what it was like to come of age during puberty versus that like the like continual subsequent mm-hmm. coming of ages, but specifically this one where you're turning the corner on forty. Uh, yeah. You know, in terms of like the sexual uh, discovery part of that, you know, as a teenager, you're you're all hormoned up. <laughs> right. Right. But, you don't actually have the partners to like explore with when you're nope. younger, you know? Yeah. But once you're older, you have, you know, the, the partners, you're single, you can find mm-hmm. somebody to connect with when, when you're that age, especially men. I mean, <laughs> men are all around, yeah. but they just don't do it. They, <laughs> it's, they, just, it's an issue of satisfaction, which seems yeah. more frustrating to be honest, like right, the sexual right. frustration that Maya was clearly feeling. So, mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting, especially that um, as you bring up uh, the filmmakers, uh, like filmmaking style, wasn't mm-hmm, afraid mm-hmm. to like get up and close and personal with up Maya on her. while she was yeah. you know, self-completing. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Because I feel like usually what you'll, what you'll, I guess, hear or see in this like kind of scene or even opener, you'll see your like lead uh, like female character to show roll over grab whatever mm-hmm. out her nice stand, you'll hear the vibrations, yeah. screen fades to black, next scene. Yeah. <laughs> so you just kind of, you, you figure black. it out. Yeah, zap to black. <laughs> but yeah, no, this one was, yeah. it was very like intimate. She clearly is not like that uncomfortable with her own body, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just the way she's connecting and relating in the world uh, doesn't quite match up with the way she sees that. And we see that unfold, yeah. you know, as things go on. Because in this next scene, she's, we, of course, what we have to have, we got to talk to the girlfriends. We got yeah. <laughs> to see what the Who's our best friend? <laughs> right. What was the character's name of the best friend again? What was her name? Tracy, uh, I believe. Tracy? That sounds right. Yeah, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, Tracy comes over, they're chilling out and talking shit. <laughs> and Maya's telling her that this old guy, you know, her hookup partner, her, you know, friend with benefits, is a bit mm-hmm. older than her and he just ain't got it. <laughs> it's right, not right. working. It's no good. And her friend is now my my take on the friend, she seemed more vibrant to be the same age. Very as much Maya. so. She Maya seemed much was more dressed- lively. Look, Maya was dressed like the grandma and daddy's little girls. 
Tasha Mama. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, why would you say that? You're so right. The, the lady it was, was the turban. <laughs> and that little long cardigan she on had on. Yes. yes. Maya, may have been, Maya may, might have been 39, but she has the spirit of a 65-year-old. So we got to reverse yeah. that. I think it's what, you know... Uh, our, in our Southern culture, the polite way to be rude about that is to call her. I think Maya as a character was a, a bit matronly. Yeah, she was very yeah. much matronly. <laughs> <laughs> and her friend looked like actually 39. Yes. <laughs> like So, you know, she's telling her, girl, 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 you need to live a little bit. You're, you're fucking right. this old ass man. <laughs> And you're boring as hell. And look mm-hmm. what you got on. But she wasn't <laughs> being mean at all. Like she was. No, no, like, she was running Maya down the facts. Asking though. questions. And she was like, well, maybe it has to. <laughs> right. Maybe you right. could try something else. Because <laughs> Maya said, I think I'm turning the corner to around 40. Marriage has to be up next. And her friend goes, okay, girl, well, if you want to catch a man, let's evaluate uh-huh. your current situation. <laughs> That's a good friend. Yeah. And I really, yeah. you know, we've seen, yeah, now that I'm talking about it with you, friend, this is, this was good. <laughs> because was. we've seen several movies about somebody being, you know, one of the nines, they being mm-hmm. they 29 or they 39 yep, and they stress about the next zero age. They stress uh-huh. about 30 or 40. Um, and we've seen this time and time again. Like we all we yeah. sat and watched and rewatched every episode of Being Mary Jane. We've seen over it, and over again. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, this wasn't like sometimes it feels kind of like Daddy's Little Girls is a good parallel because it feels kind of mm-hmm. like when Gabrielle Union goes to lunch with her friends and they're kind of just being judgy yep. and mean and like it was funny, f- but like it was. <laughs> My favorite line from that scene is when Terry Vaughn goes, the driver. <laughs> After Tracy Ellis Ross is talking about some mm, Monty, it sounds Monty. exotic. Monty, Monty. <laughs> Monty. <laughs> it was very good, but it was yeah. you know it hits on that type of rapport with the best friend and the thirty nine yeah. year old stress. It, it mm. kind of hits on the same note, you know. But this was fresh. It really felt like it didn't. It felt like this was a movie for people who could relate. But even yes. even though I couldn't relate, it felt like. Um, it just felt so real. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. Honestly, they it made weren't me talking think like too, movie characters. They were talking like right, homegirls. like homegirls, which was like yeah. great to just kind of be in their conversation. It made me think too, like because the day will come when I already I'm dramatic, as you guys know. So one, yeah. you know, and some years from now, I will be 29, and yeah. I'm going to have an early midlife crisis. I already know it. It's going to happen. <laughs> so I'm going to need my friends. Alexis, you being one of them, really <laughs> reel me back in, okay? Because I know it's going to happen. I'm already Just calling spiraling. it. Uh, yes, li- literally. So and I relate fair. to Maya in that sense. <laughs> and that's real, though. That's real. Mm-hmm. And like, it felt, oh, that's what it is. Like, I think it's reasonable for someone who's been taught, like, like we have, that yeah. this is the order of life, just in the yes. deepest ingrained, like you you do this thing by this age because it makes sense, and that's what we do here mm-hmm. culturally. 
if you've been taught that it makes sense when you reach a certain age and you haven't done a certain thing to feel uncomfortable about that, you know? Yeah. And sometimes these movies like daddy's little girls, they will make mm-hmm. the woman or like particularly the woman who feels that way seem ridiculous, but it's not right. Like right. it makes sense in this movie. Like I think you, now that I'm imagining having this conversation <laughs> with you in a couple of years, <laughs> it feels even more real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So after that, you know, her friend tries to get it together, but she ain't listening. If it's one thing I about Maya, listen. the second thing I learned about her is she's stubborn as hell. As hell. <laughs> <laughs> she don't want to hear nothing. You know, yeah. she really does think she has it all figured out for some reason. So, I mean, would you not think you have it all figured out at 39? I feel like we just talked yeah. about uh, two weeks ago, Jezebel, our brains not being fully formed, which is wild right. to me because I feel too damn big for that to be the case. I'm definitely and, the baby who's too big for that stroller. You know? <laughs> and now Maya's 39 and she's like, girl, I don't have 39 years of life. I know what's next for me. That's hard yeah. to really like convince and be like, girl, but no, you can probably work on a few things, even though you're 39. Probably. I don't know, man. Every day older I get, I feel dumber. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm hoping I feel real dumb by that time so I can just learn as much as I can. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> I hope I don't have it all figured out or think I do. But she damn does. She thought she did. <laughs> um, after that, you know, she goes down to the coffee shop, which is, mm-hmm. let's talk about this setting now. We're in, yeah. she's in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, she's in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're in like the like very Brooklyn, Brooklyn. It's it feels like yeah. a, a Spike Lee joint. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think she said they were in Bed Stuy. That's what I thought she oh, said. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she goes down to the coffee shop, which is of course all Afrocentric and uh, right. <laughs> you know, blackity black. Um, mm-hmm. And she's friends with the owner, which is, I mean, what's the whole? What's the point of living in a city if you're not going to befriend the coffee shop owner? That's how I live. That's true. That That's is how you live, I actually. I can I can 100% attest to that. That is how you live. What's the point? If you can't yeah. get a free scone every now and again, there's no That's point. True. You might as well live in the suburbs. You might as well just go to the drive through Starbucks. That's how I feel. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm just sicing it. But she, she's friends with the guy. Um, his name's Baba Tunde. Baba Tunde. Yes. That's so fun to say. I love the consonants mm-hmm. in that word. <laughs> so she's there. Yeah, take it away. I was going to say, uh, fun fact, put a pin. Did you recognize uh, the actor who played Baba Tunde from any other uh, big piece of uh, black culture folklore? He, play- he had a big part in a, in a great film in the early aughts. Yeah. 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 He was in, he has a very familiar face. He was in, was he in Cookout? Or was that? No. No. He he looks like the lead actor in Cookout. Close. He looks like Todd. He was in Love Don't Cost a Thing. He was one of the popular kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Uh He was one at the beach. Yo, that's Al's girl. And (laughs) you came back. Who the hell is Al? (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. He was good in that. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a what a time. Shout out to him. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was excited to see him. That's um Al Thompson is his name. Yeah, shout out to you, Al. (laughs) And so Maya's there and she's doing her thing, being crotchety and sitting by herself. <laughs> <laughs> That's her thing. Yeah. Uh, but where where things pick up in the story and where we go from Maya to Maya and her lover, you know, that mm-hmm. starts to kindle, 
is she sees again this young man walk into the the coffee shop who she had seen a couple days before i suppose was that yeah he had delivered like um whatever she likes to get like the number seven or whatever the fried chicken and stuff he delivered her food to her he goes hey it's number seven and she's all i don't always order that but it's like girl if you know your order (laughs) you like that's so fucking embarrassing like i order from the same places because i don't like being disappointed so when i find a good place i stick with it but if i was Mm -hmm. out and somebody said hey four sliced pepperoni square pizza like literally literally why are you saying this to me in public but nah for real that'd be me hey burrito bowl mexican coke if i ever go out to the frijolitos Damn, nigga, like, just let me get my food in peace. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, she runs into this guy. Well, he delivers her food a couple days before, and she sees him again at Babatunde's coffee shop, you know, Mm -hmm. while she's in there. Not only, oh, that's a good, like, character piece, and that's why these characters feel so full, because she gets the same order when she orders from the the chicken place, and she also gets the same damn thing every time she goes to the coffee shop. So Baba Tunde's like, oh, I want some scones because I know you like scones because you eat them right. all the time. All the damn time. <laughs> he was, de- <laughs> now I'm just being funny, but <laughs> he was one inch away from calling her a sconehead ass bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> some scones with your sconehead ass? <laughs> I know you like scones. <laughs> but that's the type of playing I like to do. He was yeah, not, he was uh-huh. a very respectful man. He if if I said that, if you came, if I came into your coffee shop, you said that to me. When I tell you, I'm I'm writing I'm writing the nastiest review on Google that I could possibly muster, and I will personally sit ass. outside. Don't go in there, roaches. Okay. You're gonna just, protest me? I'm gonna protest. <laughs> I think it's funny to have a little jokey joke with your coffee, but not everybody mm. get down like that. So this ain't Martin. Anyhow. Don't be joking with me. <laughs> so. After she thinks that this delivery guy is out of her life for the, and she didn't tip him, <laughs> so, so she did not tip him. That was wrong, girl. Come <laughs> that on, was messed tip up. your delivery people, people. Right. <laughs> so after she thinks that she don't like that he's not important and she ain't gonna see him no more, he walks mm-hmm. into Babatunde's cafe and he personally knows Babatunde. Like they're yep. brothers, they're friends. You know, big hug, like. You know, they, yeah. you know how black men do. Oh, big bear hey, hugs. You know, Ooh, you the, the fist like in the you. back with the thumb. Yeah, I'm trying to be like yeah, you, play, the, you know, they do. Like, yeah, beating on each other like that. Yeah, hug. I don't get that. It seems very lovely. It seems like they, very lovely. Black men slap each other's hands so hard when they dap each other up. Me, girl, don't be rough with me. If one of my don't like homegirls was to up. ever do not, <laughs> don't laugh me up like that. I don't like that. <laughs> um. So she is standing there shook. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he leaves out. And and th- from that point, she seems a little intrigued by him. Because when mm-hmm. it first opened up, mind you, I didn't watch the trailer for this. So I had no idea who the lover was going to be. In fact, I misread it and thought it was lovers. So I thought she was going to get her oh, back for real. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah. Mm. But the opening credits came on. I saw it said lover, one R. And so mm-hmm. I thought, okay, Babatunde, because why would you not? <laughs> I thought it was Babatunde too, because I mean, look at look at the material, Maya. He's right here. Big, tall, handsome, <laughs> age appropriate. <laughs> you know, that's the key. Not- age appropriate right. people. Before we get into right. these next like sequence of events. <laughs> so 
I'm going to take the reins here for a little bit. Listen to homegirl. We're going to switch it up this week. <laughs> um, our our young delivery driver uh, fella, Kasim, after this second encounter with Maya at Babatunde's coffee shop, he uh, somehow he has Maya's phone number. I think it's through like the delivery service. So like he has her number anyway to let her know when he's like out front or whatever. Now that he made uh-huh. the connection with Maya and Babatunde, Kasim is very much a bold character in this, and he feels bold enough to call her on the fly. She's up in her apartment with her friend, yeah. as she does, and he's like, I'm stopping by, and I also want to take you out. Bold and Maya, is a polite way to put that. I'd say yeah. uncouth. Yes, uncouth. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I feel like cause bold is probably more like... Lorenz Tate's character in Love Jones when he showed up at Neil Long's apartment. That's bold and yeah. creepy. Cause like, yeah. don't just show up at my home. But that was unannounced. the 90s, though. That made well, it that was, was the like 90s. 2000, wasn't it? <laughs> no, but that still. was the 90s. I was like 94, 95. Oh, incredible. Oh, wow. The timelessness of that movie. I thought yeah. for sure that came out a year before Love and Basketball. <laughs> mm yeah. I'm thinking of Brown Sugar. That one came out in the 2000s. Yeah, that's the right? 2000s. Yeah, that's like 2000, yeah. 2001. Um, but yeah, this. right. Yeah. Mr. Kasim is very uncouth. That's a great way yeah. to put it. Um, yeah. This entire just movie. completely foregoing all social like rules. <laughs> Cues and rules, truly. Right. Um, right. And Maya is on the phone, you know, trying to be crotchety and play it like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to talk to this boy. Who is this little boy calling me? I don't right, want to be right. a cougar. You're the only person calling yourself a cougar, Maya. Your she's friend so never hung said up it. On that. Not once. Like she's 39 and he's what, 22? 22, yeah. He is young though. Like, ooh, Maya. Very young. And <laughs> she's talking to her friend about this. And she is the only one talking about some cougar. Ain't nobody said that about you. Right. You, can, you have to be over 40 to be a cougar number one. You like do. you can't be a cougar in your 30s. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Well, apply. I feel like you can be a cougar in your 30s if you're dating some, you like think say so? if you're like if you're 32 and dating a 22 year old, is is giving cougar? Interesting. I don't. I feel like when I think cougar, I think of like you know the look. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I think what's of the, like what's the stereotypical <laughs> cougar look? I want you to describe it for for me and our listeners. I think, and this is this transcends race because you can imagine a woman of any race looking like this. Uh-huh. You know, she. Mm-hmm. Always has on very tall sling back heels. Gotta have the okay. heel out. Sling mm-hmm. back is a must. Um, mm-hmm. Skinny jeans, probably leggings. Yep. Definitely. And here's the trademark. <laughs> a push-up bra with uh-huh. a tight cardigan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a cougar. Big chunky necklace and like shiny lip gloss they never have on matte lips it's always something shiny and probably mm-hmm. some bangs yeah probably definitely e- some, either a side yeah. bang or yeah like a, and they always like got on a lot of bangles on their wrists it's like and a bangles. watch and so many bangles all that clinging Not around me, right buying into your <laughs> cougar stereotype <laughs> you know what they look like you know but I do. and quiet I as it's kept you know who you know who be dressing like that who Anybody like the characters that Nisi Nash play? I was gonna say like Nisi Nash stop, friend. We are way too connected. I was gonna say Nisi that's Nash. Not, I swear to God. Yeah, and that's why you know Miss Nash. I know you're a family woman. Yeah, I know you, um, you married know, woman. 
mm-hmm. married. I understand that. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Keep it cute. That is the case. Keep it cute. Nisi is married. You know, I'm in my Happily 20s. so. Oh my God. Keep it cute. <laughs> okay. We don't, if it's one thing we don't do on this show, Alexis, we do not break up black families on this, you think on I this could? podcast. I end this recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get off of it. <laughs> You've never threatened to turn this bus around. <laughs> I'll unplug this damn mic right now. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm, I'm chill, I'm chill, I'm chill. But that's what a cougar typically look like. And she does yeah. not fit the bill. Cougars don't dress like that. She does. Yeah, we we described how she was dressed at the beginning of this interview, so she it's not giving cougar at all. You know, them house shoes, the style of house shoes that's they real thin. Like you could roll them mm-hmm. up like ballet flats, and yep. the top is like the material of a bath towel, and yep. it's scrunchy around the opening, yep. and the bottom is soft. Exactly what you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind. That's the energy. <laughs> yes that Maya was bringing was her giving. friend was trying yeah. to point that out to her <laughs> she didn't want to hear it though I mean yeah. nonetheless Maya after you know she did blush a little bit after this uh, she was this young man it. gave her a call she was feeling it and she did end up going on this date with him and this is our first of many red flags with Mr. Kasim yeah. that continue to happen throughout this film and for some reason one. I don't know why Maya at her big age did not put two and two together quicker. Mm-mm. But you know what? The film was about growth. And she really had to grow through this relationship because it was quite a mess. Do you want to take yes, it Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, a sure thing. Thanks, friend. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and as Sydney was alluding to, at the date, he can't pay. So, and I don't know yeah. why she didn't expect that. He's 22. A my man was pulling man. out crumpled dollar bills. That's embarrassing. It was balled up. He don't even have a wallet, bro. <laughs> or a money clip, god damn Or a money it. clip, <laughs> something. <laughs> something. Or at least he didn't count. That means, worse off, that means he didn't count it before he left the house. Because if sure you did. counted it, you would have folded it up. Ain't yep. no way it would have yep. been crumpled up if you had counted it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's even worse. You ain't got a wallet and mm. you don't plan. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, nevertheless, she still keep on going on with it. <laughs> she do. She do. So, you know, this this is when they end up back at her place. Well, of course, her place. We don't see his place for the whole time because God knows where he lives. Yeah. Yeah. They end up back at her place, right? And is this the time where they This is the first time. Food? Yeah, like um, he but before she walks, uh, they're inside like the vestibule oh, yeah, of the brownstone, <laughs> and uh, like they're saying their goodbyes. But like he has grabbed her, and I mean mm-hmm. he got two handfuls of ass, and she I, is just <laughs> sitting in it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for bringing that up because I was so appalled <laughs> by the sheer like primal nature of the yeah. way he was gathering up her body like yeah. <laughs> why would you why would you do that to another person <laughs> a person you it, just met nonetheless you don't know this person <laughs> it was so primal and i think it was, it was like it was supposed to i i feel the vision like mm-hmm. like i think it was good to put it in there cuz 
if if they had glossed over this is clearly a movie not interested in glossing over the details the visual yeah. details of anything and i like mm-hmm. that about the direction of the movie same um, and it's things like that that stick out so much and like yeah once she sat up there and got all gathered up she couldn't resist <laughs> literally <laughs> and she had to let it do what it do yeah, so she goes ahead on and lays this young man down. Um, <laughs> what uh, Brandy said, I'm going to put it down. We can fall in love. Now that was good. <laughs> if you put it down forever, like the way was I that, that was Brandy? That's Brandy, girl. The wow. vocal Bible. That was my girl. So much of that era of radio R&B was written mm-hmm. by the same four dudes that I yes. frequently forget who sang what. Like that yeah. Jennifer Hudson song that I like <laughs> that <laughs> well, came out in that I era. I don't like. Who, no, that was before that then. That's a banger. Um, um, I've been through some things. Please don't um, hold that against yes, me. Yes, that's Single Mama Anthem. I love that. <laughs> like I didn't even realize that was yeah. her until like a year ago. Because all them songs wow. sounded so similar. It, yeah, that was like the same era. It was Brandy and Monica and they're like regrouping it all belongs to me that song that would tore up the 106 in park charts that summer yeah. i remember that i love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out but yeah, yeah this was the vibe um this is the vibe that maya and her lover were given and this is how it starts mm-hmm. so the variety the onslaught the sheer volume of red flags yeah. that came there after I just had a hard time understanding where she was coming from. <laughs> Very much so. On. So first things first, just like a nigga, as soon as he gets you in the bed, he wants service. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he wants, you know, service and rearing and like, like guidance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's having her look over her, over his business plan. Business plan. She's cooking for this man. Feeding him, housing him. Housing him. I, I was just completely like, okay, girl, like, and I didn't have to say it too much because the friend came in with mm-hmm. the logic as well and asked yeah. her and to bring it back around to the cold open, why aren't you getting that head and then leaving? Like, what's going I'm on? Leaving. Why is he here? <laughs> like, what is it? You're missing the third part and leave. <laughs> and leave. You've said it yourself, no this is not a relationship. You have no true romantic feelings for this man you just enjoy the sex with him so girl get it and make him leave because it's your home you never go to his place so do what you gotta do take a little nap after whatever and then ask him to go home or wherever he's going to go and you know i think it's important because while i do not like her and her lover together you know Mm -mm. his character kasim as a character was so accurate was so yes. real. That is exactly <sighs> how a Hotep twenty two year old nigga be. is. Like yes, I went to Howard. I know <laughs> <laughs> this is on are, the money. Like you are listening to experts right now, listener. Yes, girl. this is what we had to sit and like try and eat lunch so many times across from in school. We <laughs> we trying to go out. Shake a little ass, have a good time, and niggas is in the corner talking about we came from the sun. I oh do not care. What are you talking about? Go <laughs> stay home with all of that. Like, ugh. right? 
And this, the first, this is another red flag that came up at dinner. You know, she pours herself a glass of wine and mm-hmm. he's not drinking. I could like, he, he doesn't have a glass and he goes, why don't you just pour it all in glass so you don't have to pour it so much. Like judgy, like nigga, Ugh. first of all, I'm grown. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Second of all, who the hell do you think you are? Huh? Telling huh? me what to do. Telling me what to do and being judgy like that. You know, he's like the meal you're not even paying for. That's like right come on, on. It. right on it. So like he's talking about, you know, he don't he don't drink, he don't smoke, he's a Muslim, and he's all like pious and stuff, which mm, all holier than falls now. apart so quickly because you was yeah. the, as soon as you got into her threshold, you gripping up her booty like a uh-huh. damn um, like you trying to hold cash out the you know the cash machine that blow in the cheese or yeah. <laughs> you can catch the tickets and you trying to hold them yep. up. You kept yep. you grabbing up her booty. What? No, 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 no. How was that of God? Hmm. How <laughs> is hmm. that halal? <laughs> right? Is it? I'm asking because <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think so. No. <laughs> and this is to who this guy is. He's he's clearly trying to do yeah. what's right and trying and to also, like, take like steps, but he don't know what's yes, right. He don't know at all. And then constantly trying to like question her intellect and beliefs, at, yeah. like all the time. So it's always so. What are you reading right now? You said Maya Angelou is your favorite author. Why? Yeah. Or I read, I don't know what the hell he read. The Great Black Man Who Came From the Sun. I don't know what book he, he mentioned. It was on my nerves. <laughs> oh, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what the book was called. It was around something like that. And I go, oh my God, you're not even reading for real. You're reading stuff that don't even matter, bro. Who cares? Nigga, that's fairy tales. Nigga, that's like, fairy tales. <laughs> get damn. some literature. Nigga, right. damn. It okay, was Icarus. Like that, we though. don't give a damn. Like, right? Ugh. He is the guy. He's the type of guy who has about two good sentences of thought, and then immediately yeah. after that is like, you know, have you ever read Forty Eight uh, Power Rules? What is it called? Forty Eight Rules. Fifty of Power? Rules of Power. Child, you know, I don't. I try to stay away damn, no. as far Why away from Hotep men as possible. So I don't know. I try my best. They. That's just what I'm saying. They always try and hook you. They always yeah. try and start somewhere relatable. It's then true. they start spiraling off and trying to take it's you true. with them on the spot. You know, the the telltale is any any black man who starts off a sentence with sister or hey sister, I yep. just hey, keep it going. Cause I, I, I know where this is going. I don't I want nothing to do with that. It's Have a done good day. for. So he's doing all the things, listener homegirl, that you think he's saying. Like mm-hmm. asking her why her hair straight, why she drinks. Right. And it all leads to exactly where you think it leads to. He gets in his head. That in order for him to focus and be his best self, that he need to stop fucking. So he want to be right. celibate now. Okay. And Maya, and this is what's going to get you, girl. Goofy. Maya says, okay, you can stay. He's been staying at her house for weeks. And the weeks. whole, yo, rent mm. was that dick. <laughs> so now what are we doing? What are we doing? Maya, Your what are we doing? It's about to be overdrafted now. Yeah. You're you're about to get a pink slip, bud. Yeah. <laughs> and she yeah, I, it, she tolerates it. Not only that, not only that, after spending additional weeks just getting on her nerves and eating her food, not even giving her any sexual satisfaction mm-hmm. or, or uh, mental stimulation. Mm-hmm. He then asked for further, quote, investment in himself. Yep. Asks her to buy him a laptop. 
flabbergasted. I mean, flabbergasted. God the audacity smack. of what? like this this character. What? Ooh, and Maya, <clears throat> oh, I don't know. We'll think about it. Girl, no. <laughs> I'm utterly, utterly gobsmacked. <laughs> Just yeah. completely yeah. shocked. And this is how and, you know the movie's good. I feel like, yeah. well, good is like uh, a subjective term, but it was good to me. Because um, mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm invested in this character. I, I want the best for Maya at this point. And I yeah. really want my girl to see her way through this. And it was looking bleak at this point. You know what this I, is? Oh my God. Hmm. This is reverse premature. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's good. I probably would have to... liked Premature better if or more if it <laughs> Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> because this is the that's the only movie I could think of where I felt so strongly in my body. Please mm-hmm. get away from this nigga. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I understand that you are going through a change in your life right now, but he's not the one you need to be around. Okay. Right. And he's sucking you like a leech. <laughs> mm, truly. <laughs> like, you know, except the ages are flipped in this one. In premature, she's like 18 and he's like 20 yeah he's something. in his 20s so, or something yeah right and so this one's kind of flipped and it's just i just can't believe that she was that i guess desperate like maya was just yeah. willing to but she was like, so was in denial about her like despair like she just thought i'm just using yeah. him for something but girl to a point he's not even giving you what you were wanting so right. what, what you just do you want his do you really enjoy his company that much? Say what it is. Like call a spade a spade. I like yeah. clearly you like something enough about him to keep him around. And he's I giving he's giving nothing. Cause it for me, I didn't see and I, I don't think it's because of it not being included or emphasized enough in the filmmaking. I think it's just mm-hmm. these two characters. There wasn't no because he was not able to give her like no deep intimacy and like connection yeah. like that. It was them yeah. fucking and her having somebody to talk to. It really was right, not right. that deep. And she, the only reason she let it go this far is because she didn't have anything else. Else, And she did, I will say, like the character, she did kind of like set in her mind that she was a mentor of sorts to him. But like, you can't be having sex with your mentee. That's mm-hmm. not how that works. You can't do that's, that. That's not ethical. No. Yeah, at all. So, I, <laughs> but in mm-hmm. her mind, I think that's how she rationalized it because she was so much older than him. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to show him the guiding light. All these like, these beliefs of and his. And the guiding and just, light like, is up under your slip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you know you're right. <laughs> and that's that's funny because this is the type of character who would be wearing a slip. <laughs> well, slip, she for sure would. <laughs> and, and you know you're right because, you know, sometime in the middle, in the throes of all of this uh, uh, riffraff, she goes mm-hmm. back to the cafe and she sees Bombatunde again. And he brings Kasim up and she's like, and he's like, oh, I'm so glad that you've been hanging out with Kasim. And she's like, mm-mm, I'll just be helping him. I just, right, I'm, I'm, just, I'm his I'm mentor. I'm his mentor. Plan. Right, right. And in that moment, girl, who said this? Was it Dr. Heavenly? Uh, her slip was showing in that moment. Because, girl, we all see what the hell right. going on. Stop right. playing. It's hiked up in the back. You need to put right. it down. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and Bobby Tunney is like, 
Okay. I thought okay. that's what I said. I just, um, right. I, you just anyway, helping him out. He's staying out of trouble. So it's, I, I heard he got a baby on the way. Huh? Huh? Now, hmm. mind you, it's been weeks since they've had sex because he talking about mm-hmm. some, you know, I'm pure. He's stopping in right. the middle of making out to, to get down and throw out the rug and pray. Because <laughs> the devil trying to enter him. Which is, right. that's so funny when young people get hyper-religious and attempt celibacy this is not everybody it's just most times because especially young people who've already been having sex Mm -hmm. it's not really celibacy it's just you committing to you know adding more guilt to your life because the sex is still happening (laughs) like you're still doing the sex like it -hmm. never comes with the not never because some people are actually able to you know stick to that commitment but very frequently it just it doesn't come with the actual commitments it takes to not put yourself in a sexual situation, you know? Right, right, right. It's just like, what do you think? Sheer willpower is going to get you to put your shirt back <laughs> right. on after it's already off? Like, come Right, on. right. Yep. Please. Yeah. And, Y'all and was in the bed. What? I put two and two together. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe you should sit across the room. I don't know. Or just don't be or there. Something. Like, if if it's a, right. like, a trigger, come on. I don't know. Right, but exactly. I'm not, listen, I'm not... Gonna preach nobody what y'all do right. what you want to do <laughs> if that's if that's what you're doing today. <laughs> yeah, more power to you. And if yeah. you like it, I love it. As as they as the saying goes, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after she hears that, she just you know all the birds that were previously filling her skull it's quiet. <laughs> They're no longer <laughs> chirping. Yeah, <laughs> and now she sees. <laughs> The light of day, because she right. asked him earlier in the movie, like I guess trying and trying to get to know him, because um, he seems he's a little rough around the edges. Because same, so she's yeah. like, "Have you been to prison? Did you graduate high school? Uh, did you go to college? Where do you live? What does your family do? Do you have any babies?" And right. he like says no, or just kind of just gives like the politest answer to all these questions. And now, to I guess to think the wool has been pulled over her eyes, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, girl, he been lying. So what are we yeah. going to do about it, Maya? Yeah. And it makes sense, you know, why he's trying to do his best to keep this uh, living situation that he got. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. know, how do girls say hobosexual? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, oh, that's good. A hobosexual. <laughs> <laughs> because he does not have nowhere else to go, really. Like, this Uh-oh. is his spot. And, you know, mm-hmm. he comes from, like, his, he has a very tough, like, family situation. He does not have yeah. anybody to reach out to, no family to speak of. So this is where mm-hmm. he's at. And that puts you in a really tight position because the whole movie, I'm like, bruh, this nigga ain't got no business up in here bothering her. Literally. And you ain't got no business up in here uh, uh, being all up. Let him up stay. Here. You're too grown. Yeah. You're too old. You too big for this stroller. <laughs> you too big for this stroller. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, Nigga do need somewhere to stay though. Like I wouldn't want to put him out. Man, he ain't got no homeboys. Like, Baba Tunde yeah. is his is his brother. He can't That's go stay true. Over where there, your brothers find at? Something you else are doing all this at. about the black man. Where the, right, like, where the black damn. man at? You can't you. go down to the masjid and find somebody to help you out. Oh, uh, exactly. No, you're right, Sydney. <laughs> you're so, right. Where's the community? <laughs> where's the community? Like this is this what you be preaching to me? So go tap right. your community. Right, right. You're right about that. Um, but she comes home and gets it right. She says, you know, I'm going to need your key. And he says, well, how am I going to get in tonight? Yeah, that's it. That's the point. <laughs> you got it. Right. <laughs> <You> right on. <laughs> I'm glad to see you're smart. Okay, you got it. You quick. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and they have this big blow up, this big fight, and she doesn't. She makes it kind of. I don't know. I guess I wasn't. Maybe I was missing the rage part because Tyler Perry has screwed me up. Like <laughs> I wanted a little bit more drama. Yeah. Wanted- if it's one thing, we will give Tyler Perry credit for on this show. He will let a black woman rage. And I appreciate yeah. that from Mr. It's Perry. So cathartic. <laughs> he will let us be mad as hell. I, yeah. I like that. Because <laughs> if this was a Tyler Perry movie and she was Taraji P. Henson, that little <laughs> nigga would have been uh, <laughs> hanging up on the electric wire by his shoelaces. Yes, yeah. Clock, clock. We would have heard a little. Yeah. Pull up the Glock from the top of the closet. Tasha Smith would have shot a few bullet holes in the ceiling. Like, these are my warning shots. (laughs) So, you know. But, yeah. But like I said, this movie's not really for the high drama. It's really real. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So she kicks him out exactly how you would expect somebody to. And she tries to go on about her business. And, you know, I think where the full circle comes around for her is that she'd been obsessed with this new magazine um, edition spread thing. And mm-hmm. project kind of thing. And she was too like insecure about her age to do something like that. But by the end, yeah. she comes around to it and like she comes you around, know. yeah. Yeah. Like this is my body. This like I'm I'm blessed to have made it this far in life. I'm gonna I'm gonna live it up and you know, enjoy the time that I have in front of me. And I guess a yeah. part of that was I guess I'm saying thanks to Kasim and his all, you know, love yeah. yourself, girl. You thick, like you beaut and you thick. He kept telling her that the whole movie. Yeah. So yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. And she does run into him at the end of the movie, um, and you know, I can't help but to roll my eyes at this guy. Yeah, because this is this is this is the niggas I know. Like these <laughs> these are the niggas. And he's like, yeah, I had to go off. And this is his thing. This is this is his thing. I had to go off and get focused. Because he does this several times throughout the movie, just disappear yeah. to, quote, get focused. Um, and, you know, the whole baby thing, that was always a rumor that was never true. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I you know, I appreciate what you have shown me. Uh, all this rah-rah. Yeah. And you're still thick. You're still cute. And right. she lets him out the gate and, mm-hmm. and keeps it at that. And I'm so keeps proud of going. her for that. Yeah. Growth, true growth. Because had he walked yeah. up them steps with her, Maya, what did we learn? Mm-mm. We learned nothing yeah. at that point. But my girl, she learned her lesson. She she yeah. got it together she, at the end. She went from because this really her life in like this this vignette of her life these couple months was mm-hmm. really a good stretch of it was a Mary J. Blige arc. She went from Ooh. I'm going down to yeah. you know just fine. Just fine. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Good morning, <laughs> gorgeous. That's where Mary at right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 You know what? You know, I watch a lot of like screenwriting, you know, tips and stuff like that. And I uh-huh. would venture to say for black people, especially black women's stories, yeah. put down Dan Harmon's story circle template. Put that down. And let's do mm. the Mary J. Blige story arc. Template. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Main characters going down, and then you know she's be without you, and then right. <laughs> be without you, the Kendall remix because yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the lowest of the low. That's like the yeah. higher act two right Woo. there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, true that, true that. <laughs> this was good. I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> I did too. I, I. Uh, said it at the top, uh, Nicole Sylvester, the writer-director behind this project, I'm a new fan 
of yours now as a result of this movie. So I'm looking forward to uh, any projects you have coming up uh, in the future. I'm, I'm going to be tuned in. Definitely, definitely. Well, Sydney, I got a question to ask you. Yeah. Who came to act? It's a great question here every week. Um, so each and every week for any new folks coming in, I nominate someone for our highly coveted Who Came to Act Award. Uh, at the end of each season, there can only be one winner. And we watch 40 plus movies. Um, so we it, it's it's huge pool of folks to pick from. Mm. Um, so for this week's Who Came to Act nominee, I would like to nominate Mr. Shamari Love, who played Kasim. Whatever notes were given to him, if even if it just said "hotep black man," <laughs> I think he nailed it. I mean, this is how they be in real life. So yeah. it, the character just felt super true. Um, so, uh, Mr. Shamari, you're this week's nominee. Yeah. He's not in the studio with us tonight, so I have to accept that on his behalf because he nailed it, like, yeah. right in the center of it. Just bop, hit it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so, so spot on. And this character could have walked off the set, off the screen, <laughs> and, and yep. buzzed my gate. And I would have been like, oh, yeah, this is this is Kasim. This is a person who exists. Yep. And I'm annoyed with him. I don't like him. Already. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely uh, give uh, Mr. His last name's Love. Yeah, Shamari Love. All right, Mr. Give Mr. Love his flowers on that one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and once again uh, to Nicole Sylvester, the the director. Shout out yeah, a, a hand round a hand. How you say a round of a round hand, of applause? A hand clap. Uh, I haven't been in church in so long because that's how they used <laughs> to do, or at an honor roll assembly. Yeah. Oh no, that's what I was struggling for. A hand clap of praise. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what okay. I say. Yeah. A, a uh-huh. hand clap of praise. Um, yes. Yeah. Shout out to you. Double, uh, double down on that, Miss Sylvester. Looking forward to what you got coming up next. Um, yeah. And that's Maya and her lover. Uh, for all our listener homegirls tuning in this week, we'll see y'all next Monday. All right. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, meet us in the Twitter streets at TNCCPod or over on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And to keep up with our latest, visit our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. Circuit.com.